Ahoy mateys, this is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always packs extra deodorant when attending a convention. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're looking back and reliving all of the shenanigans as we talk the craziness of the most recent Crypticon Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, let me remind you we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. You can find all of our past episodes at BoomHowdy.com, or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your con hole. And don't forget you can follow along our adventures on social media, Nightmare Junk on Twitter, and Nightmare Junkhead on Facebook. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Genius, uh, this particular episode is released on Friday, July 20th. Yes. And if you're in the Kansas City area, I believe the Kansas City Horror Club has something to uh, entertain us. We got a little bit of your horror comedy fix going on. One of my absolute favorite fucking horror comedies. We're showing Tucker and Dale versus Evil at 10 p.m. at Tapcade, the wonderful Tapcade. Indeed, indeed. And this is a movie I didn't get to see in the theater. No, me neither. And I'm really anxious to see it on the big screen. Me too. Because like you said, it is just a phenomenal horror comedy. It Mm -hmm. balances everything wonderfully. A little bit more on the comedy side, I think. But when... But when the horror hits, it hits. It hits like a wood chipper. Ha! <laughs> so please come check that one out. It will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fun, here in the month of October, yes, obviously it is one of our all-time favorite months. It's the most wonderful time of the year. If you're a horror podcast, and obviously we celebrate right, horror right, year right, round. Right. October is 12, 12 months a year here on Nightmare Junkhead. However, we always get a little bit more hyped in right. the month of October especially because of more and more of the public outings that we Mm -hmm. go to. Uh, And we've got so many good things coming up in the month of October, starting on October 6th. Again, what does the Kansas City Horror Club have in store for us, genius? We are round two. We're our second second annual. Indeed. uh, Horror at the drive-in, at the I-70 drive-in on October 6th. We are having a swap and shop and a horror double feature featuring killer clowns from outer space and Night of the Creeps. Prepare to be thrilled. Yes. This is going to be great. If you if you were there last year, we had a really good time. Yes. Number one, the swap and shop was great. Yeah, all local vendors and just, uh, just... unique good cra- arts and crafts for the most mm-hmm. horror arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. Yep. The good stuff. And then obviously seeing movies on the big screen in the drive-in theater. Mhm. It's you can't recreate that experience. It's so good, and tickets are ten dollars a carload, a carload. And since it's Killer Clowns, you should do the Killer the Clown in. thing. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know we couldn't do it, but I would love to have a little contest to see how many people we can cram into a car Killer Clown style, <laughs> like those old radio station contests. <laughs> we have to. Winner gets free tickets, yes. like a ten dollar carload. <laughs> people are competitive too. There we go. There we go. Especially the horror fans. Uh, but then following that up with night 
Night of the Creeps. That's a yes. perfect, perfect mm-hmm. double feature for a drive-in. Looking forward to that like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. It was a blast last year when we screened Monster Squad. And Halloween. Mm-hmm. Elvin, next week, uh, save your energy. Yes. Uh, and if oh. you're in the Midwest area, and we're going to get into it a little bit more on our little cuts from the crypt here, but October 12th and October 13th, mm-hmm. we are going to be in... Atumwa, Iowa, yep. uh, celebrating Halloween Palooza, which is a film festival. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. We're coming to you. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and we're actually going to be podcasting live there. Exactly. It's going to be a great time. We're not only podcasting, but we're going to have a little bit something extra special planned for that episode. Well, so. and I just refer back to our uh, live episode we did at Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are gearing up for round two, uh-huh. if you will. <laughs> the uh, lightning round! <laughs> uh, but we do want to thank our friends from Attack of the Killer Podcast yes. for putting the invite there, letting us come out and share in the madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Attack of the Killer Podcast. I was going to say good segue, dude. You will good definitely segue. be hearing them a little bit later in the episode. Mm-hmm. But save your energy yet again for next week. On October 19th, speaking of an annual tradition here, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be celebrating our fourth. Yes. Four years now we've been doing this. I know, that's crazy. Hey, and you know what? We're ready for five. Oh, yeah. We (laughs) we got that ready. But four is coming up, and it's going to be great. It's our fourth Nerdoween Horror Marathon. The topic for this year? Well, and so our topic, what we're going to do here, we're going to borrow from Sister Podcast Nerds and Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go over to Nerds and Nostalgia, the entirety of, of 2018 We've been talking and celebrating the oddly 80s. Mm-hmm. Movies only possible in the 80s. That could only exist and just have carry that crazy balance. Another time, another, another place. place. <laughs> but what we're going to... So we're going to stick with films from the 80s and our theme. Now, we always do a theme. Uh-huh. We always do a theme. Our first year was Demons. Demons. And the then... Second s- year. Sequels. The third. And the anthologies. Oddly anthologies. Oddly anthologies. And our fourth year, what is our theme here, genius? Sci-fi sleaze. We're going to get ooey gooey. Grody to the max, I guarantee you. So three films from the 80s with the sci-fi sleaze. We always play vintage trailers. We're going to have a Halloween costume contest. Shenanigans abound. will mm-hmm. always be a blast. Check it out. Um, that'll be on October 19th. Um, so I'm beyond looking forward to this again. And that's, it's going to be so much fun. Those Nerdoweens are such a fucking blast. It's ridiculous how much fun they are. And half the fun is also putting together, you know, the trailers, uh-huh. the pre-show, all the stuff we do to try to enhance. Because I always approach it as, if I went to a horror marathon, what would I enjoy? Exactly. Now, keep in mind, I'm a hardcore introvert, so I just like a lot of stuff on the screen that keeps me busy and, you know, involved. Exactly. You just got to, you, you grab them, you get, the, you get the attention. Well, but I'm talking about the people that like to socialize. Mm-hmm. You know, we have friends out there and everything, but it's horrible because if you're, again, behind the scenes here, if you ever notice with me, I'm very workmanlike at those things because I'm making sure the volume's right. Just I feel like a host more than anything. You are all business, man. You are all business. But ultimately, it's also to make sure people are having fun that's exactly it because if you're gonna go out and have fun fucking make sure everybody has a good time you know what i'm saying so save the dates in october we're gonna be talking about these more and more and that's just the beginning yeah we got we there's more things coming up so oh, of course and we're we're we're, we're barely scratching august you know and we got we we got you we got you as we try to do here so i do want to talk a little bit about if you can um you know shake your head get the cobwebs out there Mm -hmm, genius for mm -hmm. the weekend that everyone just celebrated here in kansas city right but here it's it's (sighs) july 
Uh-huh. It's hot as uh, haze, uh, haze, Hades out there. Yes, it was. It's time for Crypticon. Uh-huh. It was a Friday the 13th Crypticon. How appropriate was that? Yes, it was perfect. It's like the stars all aligned, you know? And uh, also let us thank Josh Berringer for coming on and uh, go and check out our Friday the 13th Part 5 commentary. Mm-hmm. Always a good time there. But Friday the 13th, uh, we always talk about how it's just it's celebrated in the horror community. Mm-hmm. And what better to, way to celebrate than a horror convention? Yes. And this was was Crypticon, Kansas City, and it was at the St. Joseph Arena and also at the Red Lion Hotel. And shout out to the Red Lion Hotel, except fix your AC. <laughs> except the what? Fix the AC. Oh, the AC. <laughs> that's kind of a bummer. You know, we're in your it was, midst of. Yeah, but it, that's the bad thing about like summer. That's the bad thing about summer, Friday the 13th. They're hot. They are hot. Hot. If anything, you can celebrate a film outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, for me, this year was definitely a success. And it mm-hmm. was a success because I showed up. It was great, dude. It I was, mean, you yeah. know, I was very much vacant last year on it. Um, so just being there, being able to be around friends again, just everything that goes along with Crypticon, it was nice. It was mm-hmm. very nice. Now, granted, I didn't stay overnight when the true shenanigans happened. <laughs> I had to come back home from Lola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that the thing that I was walked away with more than anything was just the camaraderie of all yeah. the people that you meet through the convention, through the horror conventions, and also seeing uh, just, and I, this, but just seeing the younger generation. Right, right. Because I'm putting myself in their, their place. I'm like, oh, I can't even imagine being at a place like this at like 11. Man, at 11. There was a um I saw and I took a picture of them because they're camp. I was like, you got to come and check out the booth because you guys are adorable. One there was this eight year old and who was, was dressed up like Chucky, perfect, perfect, perfect Chucky. It had the scars and it wasn't like good guy Chucky. It was like gnarled Chucky, and it was adorable. <laughs> and then not like two hours later, I run into this five year old dressed like Sam. From really, trick, or for treat. trick or Treat. Yeah, and he had the most adorable little burlap sack because it was a burlap sack that had a smile built into it because it was all homemade and shit. It was so cute, but he still had the lollipop with the broken off thing, and it was great to see that. I mean, and, the, and, and I was like, hey, who, do you know who you're dressed up as? And he goes, she's and it's a little girl, and she goes, yeah, I'm Sam from Trick or Treat. That movie's great. And I go, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I like, this, I like when Sam goes and he gets that old man. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And so I was in line for Nick Castle. And so we're just chilling. There was so many family things there. And that's one thing. When we were out at um, breakfast, it was Dustin, Paul, and me. And um, this girl was like, well, I don't know. I like spooky stuff. My kid is kind of getting into it. And the grand, and like the mom, the grandma was like, oh, it's too scary. And I'm like, no, 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 it's really family friendly. I mean, there's, I mean, of course there's guts and gore and mm-hmm. people are talking shit and like saying horrors like, oh, you remember in that scene when that chick got her tits ripped off by the monster? You know I mean? They're saying stuff like that. But like, if you can handle that, you're gold, you know, nobody's there to fuck with anybody. Nobody's there to like start shit, you know? I mean, yeah, you get some drunks, but I mean, it's the same. It's a party. Well, that's what I've really kind of embraced with the horror community is it's just inclusivity. Yeah. You know, all Everybody's welcome, in all the exactly. wonderful weirdos. Uh-huh. That's the great thing about horror. Like the freaks, the rejects, the outcasts, everybody has a place, you know, everybody, everybody's there on a common bond. Yeah. It's it's a good thing. Well, and I'll say this: um, I I'm not going to slight it at all, but I don't think there were many vendors 
as some previous years. Right. So to me, that was actually a good thing because I walked away with barely spending a cent. In fact, I think the only amount of money I spent was on food. (laughs) Okay. So that's a double-edged sword because as a vendor and as a guest, I can appreciate and depreciate. Of course. You know what I'm saying? But overall, I'll have to say, you know, I think. I don't I'm spe- I'm not I can't speak for all the vendors but as me personally I think it was a successful successful con all in all one um while the vending wasn't super hot it was it it was worth my time absolutely and two even if it wasn't worth my time hanging out with people Hanging out with friends, Indeed. you know. I mean, we had people. Uh, we had the horizons, uh, horror horizons mm-hmm. guys. We hung out with them. Uh, fucking just all kinds of stuff, shenanigans, you know. And that's part. That was part of the fun. Hey, so, Eric. Hey, Sean. Right. Hey, Ken. <laughs> we'll have you guys on again. Believe me. No, and that's the other thing too. Again, meeting people here within, the, even within the Midwest, mm-hmm. just you know, having becoming friends, and yeah. we always talk about it. Being older now. It's tougher to make new friends, and when you do, it's a nice experience. It's an awesome thing, dude. Man, it's fucking heartwarming. And technically, I had my first kind of big dinner. I always see pictures of people at conventions, and they always go to a restaurant. And you get like and a, the big long table looks of like everybody. the Last Supper, right? Of just horror weirdos, right? <laughs> and so we had a chance. We all went out to barbecue on Saturday night. And it was nice. I fucking bought a bandana. It was yeah. great. It was great. I had a blast. The food was tasty. It was. It was at the spot, and we were all laughing and having a good time. It was really nice. Yeah. It was Really nice. cool. like Shout I said, out to Weigel. Right. So like the, oh, oh, the Weigel cosplay. Right. It's unreal. And th- again, a Weigel cosplay at a right? horror convention. Again, all are welcome. It was great. All are welcome. It was great. Uh, so I was glad I w- didn't walk away with anything. That was, But I only had like a certain number of things, ultimately stuff for the show. Yeah. Because I actually had a budget for records. Because I was thinking, hey, what's the score, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I was looking specifically for a brain damage shirt yeah. uh, to celebrate Elmer. But I couldn't find one. So walked away clean. But that's good. But, uh, of course, the reason people come to the convention, of course, are the celebrities. Mm-hmm. The meet and greets. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this one was no doubt different we had some phenomenal guests there yeah um obviously you'll hear some new bumpers but for (laughs) me the highlight was seeing meg foster interact with people yeah she (laughs) was the warmest Uh most genuine would give you the just gave you total attention oh yeah those eyes she still she would stare right into your soul when she was talking with those eyes because those eyes are still fucking just like radiant and you had a very, very peculiar experience. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. So I'm talking to her, and I, I got that Mondo They Live poster, right? And originally Keith David was going to come, but he had to cancel because of uh, Tales from Halloween. And, or Tales from the Hood. And so, like, um, she's over there saying, oh, it was a Larry Franco film. I forgot. And then she starts talking about stuff. And, and then she goes, yeah, it's crazy how like relevant this movie is today. And she was just got real low and just mm-hmm. being very Meg Fostery and just being adorable. And then like, she goes, yeah, this movie, like, you know, I've never seen this before. This is great. And she goes, how do you want me to sign it? Do you want me to send it like this? Do you want me to send it back? Do you want me to send it like it's dealer's choice? I mean, and we started talking about stuff and we started talking about it and like Piper came up and then we're over there hugging and she has tears in her eyes and she's saying like he was such an amazing person he was he goes she was just he was wonderful and i go we were just i said we were lucky 
that we were on the same time on this earth as he was. And she goes, oh, my God, that is the night. You are 100% right. And she goes, here, come here. And then she plants this big kiss on me, right? And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go for it. If fucking I'm just, got, I'm just getting kissed by Evil Lynn. Meah! You know? It was great. It was great. <laughs> it was such a surreal experience yeah. to just observe it happen. It was like a five minute it long was... interaction. She didn't give a fuck. It was great. She just was so yes, genuine. She was adorable. Oh, she it... was just wonderful. And just even observing it from afar, it was just the warmest, yeah. and most life affirming thing. Oh. It was just what I needed at that, that point. I like, I was elevated and then I melted, you know, just like, it was like, ah. Man, it was it was an experience. It was quite cool. Um, yeah. Better other celebrity encounters that you enjoyed. Um, it was great to see Adrian Barbeau. It was. I mean, it was great to see Adrian Barbeau. Um, uh, I really didn't like go seek out too many celebrities, although I did get the uh, <laughs> I did enjoy the celebrities that like, I mean, there was a get list of, of course, especially of course. for my Halloween poster, which that you I were wanted. able to add too. yes, Nick Castle and Nana. oh, Paul, it was great. It was great. So like, uh, but Adrian Barbeau was one of the highlights for me. I didn't get a chance to see Linda Blair because that line was she definitely attracted quite a few people around her, which, of course, it's it's Linda Blair. Well, and like you're saying, fucking the 24-hour movie room, fucking uh, Savage Streets broke, broke the, pro the projector. Right? <laughs> well, I, I feel bad because I wanted to go in and just, I almost, again, wanted to see what it would be like to watch it with a crowd because the mm -hmm. movie room they had set up. It was dope. It was really nice. It was a nice movie like room. Like a theater setting. Mm -hmm. Worked really well. So it was ironic that that broke it. And I don't even know. I know the Serbian film was supposed to play. A Serbian film did play. Did it? I didn't go. And see, that's the thing. At least they're like, hey, we are showing a Serbian film at this time. If you want to like see it. three in the morning. Right. If you want to see it, come on in. But if you don't, you know You're what's fine. going on. Right? Well, and it's even better because uh, the movie Crypt, they recently did a Serbian film commentary. <laughs> and if any of you are um, Patreons of theirs, you <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> And I don't know if it's a bit. Um, if you're familiar with this, guys, hit me, hit us up on Twitter at Nightmare Junk. Let me know if you thought I, what happened at the very end was a bit. Because if it's not, it's brilliant. If it is, it's still damn funny. Right. And you would feel bad if you were watching a commentary, you know, watching a Serbian film, listening to a commentary track and laughing inappropriately, <laughs> which is something you would actually, I could see you completely I'd doing. I'd probably be doing that shit on like a fucking public, like I'm, I'm sitting there on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's still a lot of fun. No, it's just so many good things that, so, and then beyond Crypticon, actually, you had a, dare I say, celebrity encounter as well. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking even uh, Crypticon, before we go to that one, Crypticon did it great. Even after the con itself is over, the parties afterwards, of course, what happens in the hotel stays in the hotel. However, the um, parties that they offered this year, they, they had a dance room now with like... Uh, with a dance floor and laser lights and a DJ playing like all kinds of shit. Saturday night, I went and shook my <laughs> ass. I had because I don't drink very much anymore. I mean, I still knock one back, but but I I was you let I loose. was good. I let loose. You needed to. You... I needed to. I've been really stressed out yeah, the past couple. Yeah, on. there's been. So I was like, "Fuck it!" Dun, 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 uh, 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 uh. Oh, I was shaking my hands up, playing my song, party in the USA. It was great. So then Sunday, well, that was all Saturday night. 
So then Sunday, I went and we did the vending thing. I said goodbye. And then I had to leave early because I went and I filmed a scene for an upcoming movie, a Todd Sheets film called Clownado. And in my scene, I play a strip club bouncer. And so now, I, I know. Are you a method actor? Because I know I didn't see you for a while. Were you, you know, doing a little undercover work? <laughs> right. I got the fucking uh, the, the sunglasses and the hat. And a little like, hot oh, cop. Right. And I'm like, here, I'm here to do. No. So I'm a bouncer in a strip club. And this drunk gets rowdy and fresh with one of the dancers. And so I go in and, and there's it's just it's a strip club. And so uh I, I, I talk uh, shit and I the, pull the drunk off the chick and I get my ass beat and they break a bottle over my head. <laughs> right? Sugar glass? Sugar glass. I, that's the whole thing. The whole time I was saying sugar glass, sugar glass. And then the meanwhile, <laughs> now I haven't even got to the best part. Meanwhile, there's a certain, the bartender is looking pissed off and angry at me and she's staring daggers right in my direction and the bartender happens to be played by a Miss Linnea fucking Quigley. I had a scene, I filmed a scene where I get my ass kicked and it's Linnea Quigley fucking chewing me out. It was great. It was fucking surreal. Now, if you could travel back in time... And tell young genius when you were, you know, just, you know, a baby genius, if you will. Right. That you are going to, especially if you're watching like Night of the Demons for right, the first time. Right, the first time. time like, you know. whoop, like, whoa, shit. I told her that story again. And she goes, that's the, she goes, she goes, that's, that's kind of cute. And I go, well, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I, and she goes, yeah, I, I, I kind of remembered that. That was funny. And so I'm like, oh, and so she is so tiny and demure and the nicest, nicest lady. She is so fucking sweet. And like she hit me, poof! It took two takes, right? Poof! One was a trial run because I didn't know what to expect. I was like, poof! And I'm like, whoa, right? Then the second one, I'm like, ah! Oh, and I do my thing. And so she's like, "Are you okay?" And she goes, oh, and "She goes, oh, did they get?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm okay." She goes, "Oh, that's great! You did great!" And I'm like, "Thank you, thank you so much!" And I'm like, <laughs> "That's phenomenal!" Right? So yeah, it was dope. That's just a magical weekend. It for was you a there. fucking magical. And I'm weekend. glad, like we mentioned before, um, you know, you've been going through a lot of stuff. So I'm glad that it was a good cathartic release, yeah. and that we even got good news beforehand as well. So yeah. I'm glad. You know what? It was much deserved. You know, everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything is, is coming up Millhouse. It was a it was a great weekend. A fun time was had by all. I agree. I agree. So what we're gonna do here is we have a couple of what we're calling cuts from Crypticon. We were able mm-hmm. to talk with a few of the people out there. Uh, our first segment is gonna feature uh, the gang from Attack of the Killer Podcast, uh, Insane Mike's and Jason Bollinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk uh, the podcast, we talk Halloween Palooza. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we are joined by Katie Glidewell, who was my dance partner on Saturday night. At the dance club. And you can hear why they may have uh, been going at it. You know, uh, we be- we talk. She is, of course, the blonde in front. And we talk kind of the best of 2018 so far, genre films. And, of course, we talk a little bit about uh, yeah. hereditary. So yep, yep. I will say this. When looking at some of the volumes, actually, it's really interesting because you're kind of off the chain and chart when you were talking about everything. Well, yeah. At one point, I actually had to say, tone it down. 
<laughs> I, I was getting I was getting into it because like like I told her I respect her and like it's good to talk it's good to talk to somebody who who you respect their opinions and you know you still can be cool with and then be, be like rah, 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 rah. let me tell you why that movie sucked no let me tell you why it didn't you know so and then you just get to party on the dance floor yeah it was I, great you know what that's I think the essence of Crypticon I think so too conversation cultivation and horror movie and party right right mm-hmm. so I hope you guys enjoy this we obviously had a good time um we'll be obviously doing again this next year in fact they've already put it out there so yep if you are in the midwest you can already start booking your tickets the hotels all that kind of good stuff um so until next time this is greg d i'm genius mcgee and we will see you in your dreams all right we are cutting with our first cut from crypticon here uh we're at the civic arena in saint joseph missouri historic saint joe and it's honestly been a historic crypticon i think so far so good uh we will get into why Genius, I don't know if you can maybe hear it in your voice. <laughs> I'm having a blast, but I'm also like, right now, like, whew, heavens. You, you went through a little trauma here, and I think to help us with that trauma, uh, our first guest that we're going to be talking with, uh, you've heard them on Nightmare Junkhead before. In fact, you just have to go back to our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament, mm-hmm. um, and actually we'll be interacting with them many more, uh, yes. you know, through Crypticon, Panic Fest. Uh, but welcome back to the podcast from Attack of the Killer Podcast, Insane Mike and Jason. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? We are beyond thrilled to have you back here. Um, Now, before we even ask how's your con, tell our listeners where can they find you out on the internet. Plug your social media, please. Easy peasy. Attackofthekillerpodcast.com. And that has links to all our stuff on it. Now, when you say all your stuff, uh, a lot of stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the stuff now. Uh, congratulations are in order here because, yeah. uh, dare I say, you've started a family. That's right. We started our own network, the uh, Prescribed Films Podcast Network, or the PFPN, uh, which you can find at PFPN, thepfpn.com. So we've been making movies for 18 years now. We've Mike's always had this uh, crazy, evil genius idea to create an empire is even if unto his own head yeah but just um, call me the emperor so we've you know everything everything we do we kind of do under the prescribed films uh, umbrella and this is just another awesome thing we've talked about for a while and it makes sense it's it's on it's branding so to speak yes. you know you've yeah. got, you and you've that's just you've got a brand i was telling you off mic you know praising a little bit but you know one of the things that i really dig about your guys' podcast is the chemistry you have and just your genuine enthusiasm and so i'm curious then what kind of what other shows are on the uh, the network what can we look forward to oh man well and it's it's blown up since its inception we now have 10 shows and it'll probably be more by the time this airs yeah, but who knows yeah who we, knows cuz it we've all, it's only been like what's the month yeah. couple weeks and nice. we've already gotten 10 shows there's such great shows on there like all about movies is a really good show uh, it's like a two person discussion that uh, that talks about all kinds of movies not just not just horror they kind of dip into a little bit of everything a little bit of like genre fare yeah mm-hmm. um, there's uh, Land of the Creeps uh, you know old buddy of ours Greg Amortis decided to join our group um, and you know they're a horror podcast um, there's Story by Podcast which is um, they read scripts uh, they write their own they take submissions from other people who write scripts and stories and they uh, recreate the stories with actors or themselves and, and it's just a story that's, time that's podcast cool. it's super neat so you're saying you have some diversity yeah. in oh, your yeah. network yeah totally. big time big time uh, what are some of the other ones we got we the bloody hook there are a couple gals from canada that they they do uh, like uh, urban legends cryptozoology all sorts of urban legendy type stuff 
myths. They just had Ed Sanchez on for their latest episode about Bigfoot. It's pretty awesome. It's a great little episode. One of my favorite podcast names of all time, The Atomic Weight of Cheese. That's like the greatest. That's just, <laughs> that's just awesome. And that's a really fun show, talking a lot about genre films and B-movies. And B-movies. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe it was a more of an academic podcast. Right. Well, and obviously uh, uh, something you couldn't go with genius, you know, being intolerant and all. Exactly. Even though the atomic <laughs> weighted cheese is snacktacular. <laughs> and by intolerance, we mean of the lactose variety the there. Lactose we don't want to get you in trouble. Right. Well, no, congratulations on that because <laughs> that's, in, in today's day and age, you know, that's what you need. You need a network like that of just, again, it's like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And then obviously then you have people like me that are fans that are listeners that ultimately kind of feel involved in part of the family as well so thank you oh, again for taking not only taking the time to you know talk with us but again you know putting out good quality podcasts well thank well thank you for saying so That's I, <laughs> we really appreciate it yeah thanks for listening yeah well that's one of the things that i've always enjoyed with the podcast now and i don't know genius i kind of i can say this say for I, although you aren't a listener <laughs> and again that's not a bad thing right 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 oh yeah not everyone is it's totally understandable and totally okay yeah oh there's so much what's well, like with tv now there's so much tv there's just so many good podcasts out there oh, as well it's too yeah, much yeah mm-hmm. actually do you guys have any that are on your rotation at all that we listen to uh the movie crib the movie crib adam and joe is, yep. yeah always is up there i'm also a huge fan thanks to panic fest uh two years ago um, 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 last podcast on yep. the left. That's my favorite show now, and it's all because it's all because of pan- them them being there at Panic Fest. Man, I love I, that show a lot. I do a lot of WTF too. I just can't. It's just good. It's just solid and good. Marin is a good interview. Man. Yeah. And I'm not going to ask you, genius, because I know maybe occasionally. Uh, Media rewind. No, but uh, <laughs> plug, plug, plug right, away right, there. Right. <laughs> Well, and then there's my, I'm sorry, there's my favorite Nightmare Junkhead. Yeah, so. if you haven't yes. heard of those guys. Shit. Who are awesome. those assholes? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you guys is, um, obviously, uh, at the last Panic Film Fest, we had a chance to talk, um, kind of interact a little bit, but um, you invited us out, and we're going to be, it's a chance to, to kind of promote this, but October is the 12th and the 13th, correct? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in, it's going to be what part of Iowa? Ottumwa, Iowa. And we're going to be part of Halloween Palooza. Mm-hmm. Yes, Halloween Palooza. Like we don't do enough. You know, we make movies, <laughs> we do podcasts. We're now landlords for podcasts, and now, um, <laughs> and now we do our own. Come on, knock on our pod. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. Uh, new theme song. Yes. Well, so we also do our own event. You know, where it's it's a film festival, but we also have like celebrities there, um, um, vendors. vendors. We do a zombie walk. Rocky um, Horror, it's a lot of a lot of things. A kitchen sink type event. Yeah. Nice. And this is now, is this going to be the second year? No, this is this going is to be the... Ninth year. Oh, ninth good. Year. Excuse me. Well, I was... <laughs> and, and the first time we've... It's grown twice as much every year in nine years that we've finally made it into a two-day event. It's grown that much. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to extend that film festival, we get films from all over the world, and it's a horror-only okay. film festival, and that's what we like nice. about it, of yeah. course. So. Yeah, just last year, 13 different countries, people submitted films, and we show 40, 50 films, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah we feel pretty proud, like, as far as we know, we're Iowa's only horror movie um, horror movie uh, film festival, so. Okay, so that being said, what were some, uh, some highlights from previous year's festivals? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God, so many films that we have to watch for these things. Um, well, yeah, what's the submission? So the submission, you know, when we uh, last Panic Fest, they had the movie Crip Live, 
and they were able to you know get a little insight when they were talking to Adam and Tim about that whole thing with the process submissions so forth what's that been like for you guys especially as it's been growing um uh, it's mostly you and me yeah <laughs> just uh, watching 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 do you develop a process for that at all? Because I can only imagine with that many movies, shorts, things like that, it's just got to be kind of a little over. Is it overwhelming at all, or is it just kind of? It, it can be, but I'll tell you what. I think like anybody out there who's wanting to start a festival or is a filmmaker and wants to submit to festivals, the greatest thing on the planet is Film Freeway um, for both ends. It su- makes it super easy to submit, and as and as a because um, you just upload all your information and links once to your page account. that you make. And then you just click submit, 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 and it huh. sends what they need to all the festivals. Yeah, so you're not handy, typing out everything handy. to every single festival. You're not sending links to every single. It's all just right there, and all you're doing is clicking which festivals you want to submit to. Huh. Um, but as but as a film festival ourselves, what makes it really nice is they they um, when you're watching the movies, it, it has a rating system there set up for you, so you can use that oh, and, nice. and and leave notes for yourself and stuff like that. So that that has made the the choosing process way easier when you go back months later and you're like what the hell was this movie about and you gotta read your note that you left you're like oh yeah yeah that's the one where the guy's head exploded right that was awesome so knowing the family friendly content there that's i mean that's working working as they say work smart not hard yeah 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 absolutely that's right so um that being said uh where can we find that out on the social media where can we go get tickets can we start looking at some of the lineups what's going on with that that's all at Halloweenapalooza.com. And I also, I guess, a chance to plug. Technically, you guys were kind enough to invite us up there. We're so excited to yeah, have you. Very excited. That yeah, we're going to be uh, doing a live. Guests. Yeah, special, special things. We're pretty excited. We're pretty stoked, actually. So this is. And if you had a chance to listen to our Panic Fest live episode, I think we're going to try to recreate that kind of game show as thing games. again. That yeah. was that, that was a lot of fun, and yeah. not just, just because I won. Yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, Mike cleaned I, up actually. I, I, fucking and, ringer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is going to come out. It's going to be a quiz show esque, uh, right. you know, controversy. It's like, wait a minute. Better that than the uh, the when, press your luck. Right. You know. <laughs> no whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Stop. <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you guys were kind enough to invite us. We're really looking forward to that because, you know, per- performing live, but, you know, recording live and doing that kind of stuff, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah. we have, we plan on, I've already started doing like a heavy metal horror theme potentially on some wow. of those. Um, and I got some nerd knowledge ready for us, some oh. math equations. Oh, man. <laughs> so it sucks. I won't be able to play. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. for it because <laughs> oh, Mike's man. done kind of a trivia segment every year now that's it's also grown in popularity it just the room gets fuller and fuller every night so you gotta there is a pretty good handful of nerds that come for trivia reasons so they're, they're gonna, gonna love bring our show. a game dude well much like any good kind of test you know we we start easy and then yep. we get a little bit harder oh, so yeah. you know, to not all insult the, all about the ease Only all the about real the men ease. are left standing that's right it. or women as well you know right. because again you know with genre horror fans we don't discriminate here yeah. uh but ultimately well that be i don't want to you know step on any trivia then you know oh, that's no. Uh, oh, no 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 you'll okay. be fine You're okay because trivia thunderdomes that's just like that one shall remain that's right Bust a deal, spin the wheel! <laughs>
Uh, but now, so recently here, and I we have, I got to talk about this because, again, one of the things I really dig about the way you uh, go out on social media is how you are very inclusive of your listeners, uh, getting them involved with every episode, and just putting out simple things like little questions. And your recent episode, I don't know if you've had a chance to record it yet. Monday, yep. Excellent. So they put it out there on social media, and you need to uh, follow them, Attack of the Killer Podcast on Facebook, A-T-O-K-P, I think, on Twitter. Yep. Uh, but they put it out recently, Favorite Movies Involving Killer Rodents. So let me ask you just initially, what was the inspiration for the episode? Anything along those lines? Well, I think... Um, well, that was from Brian. Yeah, right? one, of our, one of our other uh, guys on the show, Brian uh, Clark, he suggested it. And it's been one that's been in the back of my mind for a while because there's rap movies that I just love and I can't wait to talk about. Um, so when he said it, I'm like, yeah, it's a done deal. We're done doing deal. it. Yeah. And so, and I had a chance, you'll probably maybe hear our little contribution on there. I posted a few things about of unknown origins and deadly, deadly eyes, but genius, I don't really get involved in, dare I say... Shenanigans? I just, not my thing, but right. here recently, could you tell us a little bit about an experience? Because if anyone listens to the podcast, they know a few things. You stay away from sewer grates, yep. and you have a very dis- deep sphere of rodents and rats. And so fucking... So, <laughs> you know, every good story is going to be like, so fucking on the... Uh, yeah, yeah that's, right? that's always the start of a good story, yeah. So we got the fucking horror club booth down there, and they, I'm up there uh, getting everything ready for this interview, and they're like, genius, come down, come down, quick, quick, somebody needs to see you. And I'm like, oh, shit, something's going on, you know. Hi. <laughs> hey. The fans. Just the right, fans. Right, right. <laughs> what can I say? No, but... Nah, I fucking <laughs> don't. J- it's for Jason. It's for Jason. Right. I, I, I thought it was talking about the horror the rat person again. Oh. So, <laughs> they're looking, they're, the rat's coming you. back, right? <laughs> Surprise rat attack. <laughs> no, but um, that's almost kind of what it was. So, anyway, so they're like, hey, come quick, come quick, come quick. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, I go down. I'm, I'm running. Well, oh, yeah. running, quotation okay. marks for me. <laughs> so, I'm running down there to see what's going on. And there's Abby and Mount Baldy and all that. And they're like, hey, look, there's somebody who wants to talk. And sure enough, I look, and there's a rat right on the shoulder of this person who wants to talk. And so, I back up and start heading the other way. She comes and finds me. <laughs> she moves my like, three boots down. She goes, like, oh, he's a nice little rat. And this rat's like looking at me with his eyes and shit. And then like, like coming close to me. And like, and then decides to like she puts it on she, I'm, I'm trying to touch it I'm trying to touch it right and then like it's like moving every time I'm like ah and then she picks it up she puts it on my shoulders and I freeze and I'm like right and turns out like it's a th- it was a therapy rat so it was like trained to like people with anxiety and stuff so, like once they their heartbeat goes it gets on their neck and calms them down but like it got on my neck and made me worse so it's like trying to like I'm trying to calm you down, but you so keep it was, getting it turned into down. a send you into therapy. Rat. Right, right. It was total like yeah, like shock therapy rat. And so I was like ah, and I could feel its claws, and then it got lifted up, and the tail kind of like drug across my neck, you. and I'm like yeah. I, I think we'll have to put up a video of somewhere because people took video because I freaked the fuck out. So <laughs> I just found it oddly appropriate and, in the timing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and the fact that I found out that it was all planned by this motherfucker right here <laughs> it made it even that much better. I was like, bravo, good sir. Bravo. No problem. No problem. So, um, again, I cannot wait to uh, get involved with Halloween Palooza. We're going to have a good time with that. that again, gonna and be we dope. will definitely, I hopefully we can sit down and do a little cross-potting when we're out yeah, there as well. Sure, yeah. 
would love to you know, discuss or talk about that. But again, where can our listeners find you out on the social media one more time for the podcast, the Podcast Network, and Halloween Palooza? Attack of the Killer Podcast.com, Halloweenapalooza.com, and everything. The network's at thepfpn.com, and you can find everything under the umbrella of Mad Insane Mike's <laughs> Empire at prescribedfilms.com. So, how's your guys' con going so far? Crypticon. Uh, it's freaking great. It's been a blast. Yeah. I love the new location. It's there's yep, elbow room and it it just it feels like it's growing again, yeah. which I think is great. Well, and if you've been to Crypticon, we're actually to give you kind of behind the eyes the the curtain here. We're sitting in the upper level in the seats, mm-hmm. which is very relaxing. I'm it not going to lie. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice little like oasis cuz sometimes as much as you love con, sometimes like I need to sit down for a yeah, few minutes or it's a little bit cooler, yep. not so crowded. And that's really cool about this place. Take a few minutes to just chill and then like, okay, back for more. Yeah, so. it's the middle of July. You can't, going outside ah, to sit down is yeah. not really okay. No. Mm-hmm. Shit, I went out and smoked a cigarette the other day, like a few minutes ago. I felt like a five pounds of bacon was like right there. I thought I smelled that. I know, like <laughs> wafting, like either yep. the pulled pork or the bacon. I couldn't tell. He's delicious, right. man. He's delicious. Friend of all the cannibals. All the cannibals love me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, guys, for talking with us. Uh, Genius will be getting started again here with another cups from uh, cut from Crypticon. Yeah, I'm gonna go mop up the mess that I made after I pissed on the floor. So <laughs> we'll see thank you, you then. Never, thank, thank you, guys. You. <laughs> All right, we are back with another cut from Crypticon here, and as our convention continues, we kind of get our chance to interact with a lot of people. Number one, that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Genius? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Okay, see you later then. Uh, <laughs> Well, I didn't think it was that awkward, yeah, but that, apparently... Ta- them, them talking to us. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, no, we, we yeah. provide the awkwardness in and of yeah. itself. But then, of course, we are uh, have the opportunity to interact with the people that we've got the chance to and meet through Crypticon, technically, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, our next guest, you have heard her on the episode before. Uh, some people know her as Katie Glidewell, but we know her as the broad blonde in front. Welcome back, Katie Glidewell. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> You're the blonde in front, yet we're sitting in the middle. I know. I kind of feel like I'm... I, we're I, not on brand, are we? I know. I, we need to move up. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Man, right out the gate, we're already fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into any of the good stuff, uh, tell our listeners, where can they find you out on the social media? Uh, please plug and promote away. So I'm on Blonde in Front on Facebook Instagram and my YouTube channel, um, all the blonde in front, and then I am um, the blonde in front, and then I have my uh, website, the blonde in front. Yeah, so www.theblondeinfront. Uh, check me out, read my reviews, you know, comment, like, love to know what you guys think, and any movies you want me to see and review, I'll do it. So let me know. And you're pretty insightful and precise with reviews, and that's one thing I like. You like break it down where like people can like get it where you don't have to be like a movie snob to like say okay I, I know what she's talking about but you like you break it down and and your reviews are really spot on i really dig them oh thank yeah. you there, there's some that mean you don't see eye to eye yeah. on and we're gonna yeah. go into that we're gonna go into that but for the most part <laughs> i like respect and trust your opinion well thank so. you so much yeah. that means a lot thank you i try i mean one of the things i want 
to make it relatable to people. Because, yeah, I could talk about, well, you know, like Kafka did in this and uh, right. with Ingmar Bergman. Like, like, look, yeah, we can go to film schools. We can talk about all that stuff. But And sometimes I do bring that up. But it's I want people to be able to go, oh, yeah. So I like to bring up different films that, you know, the current film reminds me of. It's like, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of this. You can stir it up. We got this new movie out. And... Yeah, people seem to relate to that. So thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's I think we why we were all kind of drawn together for the most part. We all speak very much the same language. Yes. Uh, and you're very fortunate, I think, just where you are based out of in Chicago. Really, for the most part, for a lot of the film festivals. Uh, recently, was it uh, Cinema? What is? It? Uh, Cinema Apocalypse. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and which you had plenty of review yeah. from. Oh what yeah. What was that like? That was incredible. Uh, opening night was the Domestics, uh, which was great. Love that. Love talking to the director. Love that he had started out um, based on kind of doing a web series. And then they actually, someone said, you know, you should make this a feature. And when watching it, I we I actually got to talk to him afterwards and say, it's like, you know, if you did do a web series or some sort of series of this, I could see this like on Netflix, on the Sci-Fi channel. And we discussed that, how that's a possibility and like with different characters stuff. And he was... Yeah, it was great. It's a different movie. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, just a dystopian um, love story that you don't see a lot. Um, a little bit of Mad Max, a little bit of The Warriors and stuff like that, but very well done. And then I went to Days of the Dead, so I missed like three days. But I came back to, <laughs> yeah, I know. I came back to Summer of 84, which is, yeah. yes. Is that- That's one honestly one of my favorite movies, horror movies of the year. The ending is very subtle and lasting, and I know some people aren't too happy about the ending, but when I've talked to them, they're like, okay, but here's what the ending meant to me. They're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you think that's the end, but not for some of these people. It's it's going to keep on going. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Huh. Okay, well, never mind. Maybe I do like it. I'm like, okay, good. You like what you want. Man, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. I love the direction. I love that it was the 80s, but they didn't shove and overdo the nostalgia on you. I mean, you knew what decade it was without, like, so much stuff that I feel like a lot of films and TV series are kind of overdoing it. Like, when there's, you know, they're trying to represent someone's bedroom, and I'm like, dude, even I didn't have that much ALF, and you know, <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff you kids have in your room, so I'm like, come on now. Like, these kids shouldn't have this much many toys, like, this is these are like Millennium kids with all the time. Like, no. the good Christmas, right? I know, they, seriously, every damn year, like, what the hell? Right? Like, no. They're the one kids that you always got jealous of because they got fucking Castle Grayskull and, and the Ad-Ad yeah. in the same uh-huh. year. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Fuck you. No, but like, this, yeah, <laughs> that was great. Um, gags was, yeah. them. they had the world premiere of Gags, which was great. Um, and I got to see myself on the big screen for two seconds. Because I'm got, I'm actually in it for five seconds, but I didn't realize where I was. I'm like, oh wait, there I, oh shit, there I was. <laughs> but I still got to see myself, so that's nice. good. Uh, like on a big screen in one of my favorite movie theaters in the entire um, on the planet, uh, Music Box Theater, which is amazing and it's a great place, to, especially to have like a film festival. But yeah, and then they had you know retro films. They had Bound with um, oh, yes, it's with, fucking dark in here. Yes, with Lana Wachowski there and. Oh, was she, she mm-hmm. was there. She was amazing. 
uh, the Q&A they did after it, and that is my first time seeing Bound. And what, I got to What'd see you think? Loved it. It's like that film noir, yeah. neo-noir, um, very Hitchcock, the music. The, mm-hmm. I mean, some of those scenes, like the cinematography yeah. and the way they capture that, I was blown away. Yeah, and I'm like, why? I mean, I heard about it and stuff, but it seemed to be more focusing on Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon's, like, you know, scenes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's great, but are you kidding me? This is a very well-done film. Like, this is beautiful. It's it's a film. It truly is a film. It truly is. Well, we were, and we're going to get into Hereditary in a bit, but just for an initial directorial debut like that, that's so assured. I was going to say, I think... For me, Bound is my favorite Wachowski film. Oh, yeah. I mean, even more so than The Matrix. It's just such a... It's a fantastically looking film, and it's really, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they had a lot of world premieres, and then they closed it up with um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And again, I went to... I had to go to another screening and miss someone dressed up as the That was C. Robert Cargyle. Yes. Yeah, from uh, the Junk Food Cinema Podcast, uh, writer of Sinister, Doctor Strange. Nice. Yes. And then um, the Chiona Brothers, like, were up there talking about that, and I got to talk to them a little bit about that and working as a family, and this is, you know, this is what they've been doing all their lives, so they actually got to make a movie, and I love that movie. I still love that movie. Like, I think the clowns look like Kellyanne Conway, but, I mean... Kellyanne Clownway? Yeah, Kellyanne Clownway. But, um, yeah, sorry to get political there, but it actually put those pictures together. I noticed that this year. I'm never unseeing it. Yeah, seriously, you can't can't unsee it. But, oh, it's so good, and it's so good in a theater. Ah! Was it a 35-millimeter screening as well? Um, I believe so. Possibly. Yeah, I think it was. Yes, 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 because you got the little, yeah. Oh, and Howard the Duck. And that was a 70 millimeter yes, print. Yes, that was 70 That was 70 millimeter. That is one of those movies. Yeah. It, um, watching Howard the Duck again, again, you know, grew up on Howard the Duck. Didn't realize later in life, though, and watching it now, I'm like, wow, that's, it's kind of rapey. And, Very sexual. Yes. Yes. Howard's like patting girls on the ass and like, you know, rubbing thighs. Beverly was ready to get down. Beverly instigated that one on the one of them. She was totally down for some animal husbandry. And then they're like guys that, you know, when they're at the diner, random truckers come up and like just corner her. It's like, I'm going to talk to your date. Like, what the hell is going on? And then on top of all that, you have the dark diddling overlord. The dark dark diddling overlord. Yes. How badly does that just just Taint. taint everything Jeffrey Jones did back in the day? Well, and the fact Mom that it's like... Mom and Dad diddle the world. Tim Robbins, you have an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, you right. have an Oscar, and you did this movie. Yeah, no time. Spring break, right? It was, in spring, it was during his spring break yeah. when he did that. No sex now, working. It's like, right. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot he said that. I'm like, I wrote that down when I was like writing different lines down. I'm like, God, it's been too long since I've seen Howard the Duck. Or has it? Has it? <laughs> or has, has it? Has it been too long? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, that nostalgia is very much a very twisted bride, unfortunately. Come on, Lucas. Come on, Lucas. So one of the things we definitely wanted to talk about, and obviously with your ties to the music box, you have an opportunity to basically go and review quite a few new releases here. And 2018 within horror, or just genre in general, 
we've seen some really, really good films. Yes. So I wanted to kind of see your take on some of the best of what you've seen so far, ideally new releases. Just throw some out there. We'll talk about them. Um, we'll end with one particular film. Okay. We know what we're talking about here. But just throw some out here that you've enjoyed so far this year. So one of my top two films of the year, Annihilation. Yes. Um, absolutely love it. I mean, it honestly, there's it's hard for me to find things that I found wrong with it. And at the top of my head, I actually can't think of anything right now. Um, I know there... I, You know, I've talked to people about... Like, seeing this... Like from the get go, I got an early screening of it, and I was just like, "This." I mean, seriously, Alex Garland, like, just keep making so many movies and writing so many movies and doing what you do because I love it. Like to go from Ex Machina to this, um, you know, the f- female cast that he had that just blew me away: Jennifer Jason Leigh, Tessa Thompson, uh, Natalie Portman. All were freaking amazing. Gina Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, career changer role, I think, for her. Uh, the uh, CGI, the production, like the um, set production, everything. The shimmer. Yes, the shimmer. And then every, it just, you know, it's um, so many films that I can think that reminded me of it that were just little bits and stuff. And Oscar Isaac, for his small part that he had, it still was good. But I know there are a lot of people that uh, and this makes me mad when they talk about well you know I mean it doesn't make sense that um, they would go in there and stuff like that I'm like okay so last time I checked when you have a military sort of when you're involved in the military and the military tells you to do something you don't get a choice um, to do that and you know the the all these women volunteered because they were scientists they had soldiers go in and now this is scientific exploration so it was a completely different venue of um seeing what was going on and that to me didn't that didn't boggle my mind at all but the bear the bear cgi and the fact that you have this creature that entices you to almost i mean entices you to come to your death by screaming by when it screams you hear the scream of the last person that it killed so you're trying to help them and be the hero, but you're also going to die because you're trying to be a hero. Was brilliant. I know it's probably like the book. I, I didn't read any of the books and stuff, so I'm just going from what I saw and you know experience in the theater. But that was, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like again one of my top two movies of the year. I, I can't disagree on that because it's that guy does hard sci-fi like nobody's business at this point. He's almost mm-hmm. got like the market cornered there. It was one I'm glad I got to see in the theater. Yeah. Because I think that's one of those that definitely rewards. I think it'll play well on the... Have you watched it since, like, uh, Blu-ray or anything? No. No. Okay. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays. But, Genius, you didn't get to see that, did you? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't it's, seen it yet, but I'm enticed by it. Well, and I didn't realize Jennifer Jason Lee was in it. And then when she showed up, because I went in blind, I didn't yeah. want to watch any of the trailers because I had heard, again, good things from the festival circuit. Uh, and I would just wanted to go in as blind as possible, which I've done quite a bit lately. And I've it's actually so many fruits that have been born from that. Mm-hmm. But when she showed up, she is just one of my all-time favorite actors. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm totally sold. So that's yeah. definitely... Definitely will end up probably on our best of, I imagine, at least on mine. Well, and it's funny you say you didn't see the trailer because I actually saw the trailer at Panic Fest, and I said that was one of my favorite trailers because it's not—it's the music, it's the sound design, it's the production design, it's the CGI, it's 
every, I mean, the casting is perfection. The performances are fantastic. And yeah, I think sci-fi this year is, de- um, it's definitely elevating. Uh, it's, or it's, de- it's being elevated this year with um, the movies that I've seen in different areas and whatnot. So, and I'm, yeah, I, horror's great, but I think sci-fi, the sci-fi horror aspect right now is the top of its game in 2018. Did you get a chance to see that movie Upgrade? I did see Upgrade. What'd you think? I liked Upgrade a lot. Uh, I liked Upgrade because instead of having the normal uh, 1982 um, Blade Runner kind of like, it's raining all the time and it's right. dark and grimy and there's like very poor and very, very rich, you get to see a middle class. You get to see people that's like, okay, yes, we can have talking cars that drive us, but I like to fix do stuff in my hands, and you don't see that in films, yeah. and you also don't see the sunshine um, in films that are set in the future, and it's not a dystopian t- future; it's just a future. Yeah, it's like ten minutes from yeah. now. Yeah, it's, and um, yes, I, yeah, I, I called it a very doable future. It's like, yeah. oh, I could see this happening. Um, I thought Upgrade was kind of a what did I call it? I said it was if RoboCop was in the Matrix with Skynet as his imaginary friend. Yeah, that's apt. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first yeah, we were basically it's like a, you know if Black Mirror ever wanted to do yes. a revenge movie. Yes. Because and we if spoiled Cal was it. Was a prosthetic. Yeah. yeah. Because we talked about the ending, it's just so dour and bleak. Because you've got a great, just great action genre sci-fi film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it throws in these different subjects with you and the ending and the sadness and you know, the, the, the ennui and you're like the fuck yeah. yeah yeah it's truly one of those dare I say doesn't necessarily make you think but it does give you a it's well like good hard, sci, hard sci-fi under the guise of a dumb action movie well you yes. went in expecting I think initially John Wick yeah, yeah I went in expecting John Wick and I was pleasantly surprised with what I got oh yeah well, and then the practical effects. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. you get some practical effects in there, and I was like, ooh, damn, that was good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, oh. the sight of that guy putting the shotgun shells into his yes. arm. Ah, Cronenbergian. Yes. It's very Cronenbergian. I mean, there's a lot of body dysmorphic um, stuff going on in the bar, and then with the soldiers, and that's something that I was like, oh, I'm just liking everything about this. Like, I mean, and Logan Marshall Green. He actually, uh, like, spoke for a number of months with someone who was a paraplegic to make sure that everything that he did was very accurate. And then the way he moved and stuff like that was somewhat stiff, but it flowed. And then he brought the humor with it, too. And I'm like, that's incredibly difficult to do. And to make it seem so natural, like, that he's actually doing it. I'm like... Yeah, that was great. And Betty Gabriel, who yes, to me is I just like the queen her. of Blumhouse. I <laughs> I mean, she's just knocking out of the park. Anything that she does, I want to see. Yeah. Like, she to me was is and always will be one of my favorite characters that has ever been in a Purge movie. Yep. Like when she was in that third Purge, yeah. second Purge. Yeah, one the, of, one yeah of Purge. the third one, I believe. Yeah. One, yeah. Yes, yes, it was the third. Yeah. Well, going from a revenge film to a film that was literally entitled Revenge, uh, did you have a chance to see Revenge? I did see Revenge. I okay. did see Revenge. I want your opinion on it, because Genius, I know you haven't got a chance to see okay. that yet. Okay. I want to sh- 
let me know what you thought of Revenge because I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. with maybe just two or three other people in it, mm-hmm. and which was a, an interesting experience because I think it's the one again that you think I think you need to see on the big screen. Yes. So, what were your thoughts initially on Revenge? Revenge, one production design on Revenge is absolutely amazing. I'd love to know the drug dealer that maybe they had to, like the government got a deal and is like, hey, you can rent this house for, you know, a little bit. Um, Because it's just incredible. There's a number of things about Revenge. One, if you know anything about medicine, like how much blood is in the body or you know, what it means when you're impaled um, or what happens. You know, it just going dumb. Don't think about it because there's a certain scene that, like, makes uh, The Shining look like a paper cut. Just, but you know what? It's fun as hell. And I love the director because she gave gave us yeah. some, like, male nudity. Oh. Which, and it was some good male nudity. Some good male nudity look, as opposed to, like, bad male nudity? Hey, I could talk, I could talk to Adam Green about some bad male That's nudity. That's true. <laughs> he, I, I mean, survived my ass. Yes. I, <laughs> we, I actually, I remember having a conversation with Joe Lynch about, you know, male nudity. They need to do more. And I think yep. they do. Give some up for the sisters. We've been doing this for, like, decades, full frontal, and it's a PG-13. But um, Revenge had some great male nudity. Um, need more of that. And it also had some characters that's like that did horrible things, but then were almost the moral compass of the film, which I did not expect. And that was a very... I, I don't know if it was a refreshing thing. It's not. Ref- I don't want to say it's refreshing, but it was like, oh... That okay, so you kind of you realize you did something bad. You're you're still a dick. I mean, you did you did the action and you do things after that that don't make you better. But I like that you were like, hey, let's let's correct what we did. We can fix this and all that stuff. And the um, actress, lead actress, I forget her name, um, but I thought she did a great job. Oh yeah, cauterizing wounds. Yeah, again. What was your thought on that scene? Because that's the one I wanted to. I really wanted to just like go, yeah, when I saw it in the theater. How was your reaction to it? So um, I thought at first it was great uh, because, I mean, this chick is badass. I, it actually was a scene that I was not expecting because I, I thought they were going to do something else with some of the materials that she had to like help her ease into that. When she got up, though, after that, and apparently, see, when you carterize a wound, kids, um, <laughs> when you have something you carterize it, it only works on the, like, the surface part that you're carterizing. It doesn't go all the way to the back. So that was something that whoever the medical advisor was on that, they ne- I really hope they're not a doctor because they need to have their license removed. That's, yeah, you can't. It's, yeah, you can't carterize something on one side and then think it seeps all the way through. That's not how it works. Um, but when she did that, I kind of I kind of thought, like, there's a symbol that happens on her. I'm like, yeah, it's, I saw that happening. It's not subtle. It's no, not subtle. It's not subtle. And then it was also interesting that when that happened, because um, after all these things that she's gone through, she went from a blonde to a brunette, because apparently the, okay. carteri- the carterizing did that, too. Again, those are little things that, you know, I'm a nitpicky. I'm a nitpicky chick. Like, I'm going to p- point that out. I'm like, okay, so that wouldn't happen either, but all right. At least you didn't change actresses halfway yeah, through, I mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, are we not... I like, mean, Lethal Weapon 6, just switch characters <laughs> around or something. <laughs> no, but I liked it. I dug it. I think people should see it. I think they should do more movies like that. I mean, she... 
Yeah, she got her revenge. It was very justified. And I don't even, it's like, I, that was one of those things, like, you know, it's revenge. I call it justice. justice. Like, she was wronged. And, fi- I mean, very much so by someone that she trusted and loved. And, yeah, it's not even revenge. It's more justice. So, I would say go see it. And I also think it's a, I would advise seeing it in the theater, but I do think that's going to be a good one to see mm-hmm. um, at home, like get all in the face, mm-hmm. especially that oh, when you see that house where they have it, it's just so magnificent. I just, I mean, it's just one of the things that from the get go, it's like, damn, I just want to be in this place right now. Well, even like that last little bit of the scene, it kind of has like almost an Argento feel to yes. it as well. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a lot, it's very, it's got a lot of style. Yes. And the substance is actually, as you said, it's oddly, it, it's effective. Yeah. Like you said, so it's kind of nice to have that in your rape revenge film, if yes. you will. Yes, yeah. Uh, now, one that you recently saw, and I saw the original and was very surprised by it, but uh, the sequel to Unfriended, you actually came in raving so let's hear a little bit about unfriended Unfriend- the dark web yes unfriended the dark web uh i mean it comes out next friday the 20th i would advise people to go see that basically i mean to sum it up i mean if you know the story you know someone someone finds a computer or they buy a computer you know on craigslist whatever they start like messing around with it they're talking to their friends on a game night they find this like little unfiltered little um, section for me what's funny about this is that I am the I am the dumbest person when it comes to computers <laughs> I mean I am du- my sister's here she is nodding her head like yes yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna hurt your neck you're hurt, you're Where's nodding it so key? much yeah <laughs> I don't even know what that means I don't know what <laughs> but watching this it just my advice would be it's like when you have any sort of device just make sure you cover up the camera and then, like on your laptop, your iPad, your can- your phone, make sure you cover up that camera at all times, no matter where you are. And then, you know, just pick up all those devices, fly to Hawaii, and just throw them in a volcano. Because, I mean, everyone is out to get you. And no <laughs> one is safe. And just live on an island and don't care about technology. Because this is some... What I really liked about this is that it kind of went there with some scary stuff that they may not show you all the way but it definitely gets your little your it can put some plant some little seeds in your mind it's like oh well that's very nefarious and like okay this this really went dark oh that that escalated quickly okay like web entitled the googles now yeah like yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah seriously and it was like a little bit of what is it kinda uh somewhat a bit of sinister with Ethan Hawke sinister? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit sinister. Kind of, I don't want to say which part is a little bit um, from sinister. And then, um, uh, what's the Eli Roth movie with uh, Jay Hernandez? Hostel? Yes. Hostel and then um, this. Sorry, I'm blanking. So it's Hostel and Sinister? It's kind of Hostel and a little bit of Sinister on the web. And the performances... Fan freaking tastic! Really? Uh, I believe her name is Rebecca Rittenhouse, who she and Betty Gabriel play a couple. Again, my girl Betty there Gabriel. Is this a Bloomhouse? Yeah, Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse. It's like tissue. Yep. you put her in everything, kids. That will be a hit because she's just going to elevate it. Let me tell you. Um, but no, these were very 
these are some of the best performances um, as a group that I've seen. Because, you know, with these movies, too, it's like, oh, I'm going to be the dumb girl and I'm going to bitch, bitch, bitch. But um, I'm like, I'm going to be the crappy guy that says this dumb stuff because I'm funny. But (laughs) (laughs) that's obviously not what they sound like. (laughs) I want to be the funny guy. I want to be in talkies. (laughs) Give me a chance, huh? (laughs) Um, No, they, I mean, as an ensemble, they had... They flowed very well. I'd love to know, like, how much practice they had and even if they could see each other. Because, you know, this could just be um, them talking to a camera, no, no no feedback or anything like that. But as a group, these guys work so well together. Um, really, but those top two, Betty Grable, Rebecca Rittenhouse. I think it's, I know her last name's Rittenhouse. If, I think it's Rebecca. But, yeah, she, ooh, she's got a seam that is like just a heartbreaker you kind of know what's going to happen but still she really did a great job and this is a film that has um another um hearing impaired character so that's like right now between that and a quiet place yeah and um rampage there's like three or four films that are really hitting out of the park that are have hearing impaired characters, which I think is great. Representation. And, yeah. And, you know, diversity. It, I mean, again, I, this is something that I want to see more of, and they did an excellent job with this one. This is, I'm like, it's, when I saw you guys go see she, this, yeah. It was the right. first thing you were yeah. basically yeah. going on. So I, that means we're going to have to devote an episode to that one, Genius. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go see it. Uh, is it all found footage or, like, camera point of view? Uh, or, yes. That's silly. Camera point of view, because yeah. aren't all movies point of camera point of view? But is it all like screen shot type thing? Um, screen, yeah, screen and phone. Um, there's a number of phone kind of things, because um, they go from the laptop that it's like stationary, and then um, some people are like on their phone talking on different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I it was great. Okay. Cool. We'll be definitely checking it out. Now, I kind of want to finish everything off here uh, with the film. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't. we devoted an episode to it. Um, Genius has been, well, this is definitely one we've been wanting to talk about here, but Hereditary, I know, Katie, you had a chance to see it. Uh, your thoughts in, your thoughts initially on Hereditary before we uh, let this commence? I thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought that it's unlike any other film that you're going to see this year with the performances, the sound design, the tension, the shock and pause aspect that uh, the director puts in it and the minimalist aspects also with the just enough of the music that it gives you a little bit of suspense but doesn't overpower you um, it just lets it just lets this I don't know I could go I'm kind of um, dumbfounded when I saw this yeah, real quick. I went on an emotional roller coaster of emotions where I saw this, and then I saw "Won't You Be My Neighbor," oh. and oh. yeah, oh. you want to talk about ripping your soul oh. out? Oh, that's <laughs> Should I cry at the preview? Of yeah. Um, this, yeah. Uh, th- well, it was good to watch. You know, Mr. Rogers after watching this, <laughs> so I may be a little bit biased on that too. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was just a great movie. I know it's very divisive because I know. Uh, people are saying it's either they either really like it or they don't and I am definitely on the side that says they really liked it it's again with Annihilation is one of my top two movies of the year yeah 
right, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I had to see Annihilation because, I mean, it looks and sounds good, but fuck Hereditary. <laughs> so, there, okay, so you simply didn't see, I don't know, it just seemed like it was. <laughs> Poker Jet Boners! No, um, it just seemed like it was, like, too much a wannabe Rosemary's Baby, and there was not enough creep factor to it, and the more I think about it, the more angrier I got, you know, and I, I'm telling you, that 40-year-old, 18-year-old pisses me off, you know what I'm saying, a lot of this thing, where there was no, she's making models, cool, it started really creepy, go with that. Do yeah. more with that, you know? Bring that into the whole Satanism thing. Maybe make a model premonitionary or somebody else make a model or something. Don't just leave it all for the last third of like, surprise! Huh? There was just too many things I found wrong with it. And I think, and we were talking about the hype train. Yeah. And how, like, you know, it got a lot of fucking hype. And normally that burns me. But, like, a lot of the hype was coming from the people that I trust. You know what I'm saying? And when, when it was like, and then bullshit, what the fuck they're talking about, you know? But like, unfortunately, I have other uh, uh, things with you, a repertoire with you to, yes. that I, I still trust your opinion yes. and all that. But at this yeah. one time, I'm, I'm like, me and you must have seen two totally different movies. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, seeing it the second time, the Ooh. first 15 minutes of the film actually tells you everything about the film. Because when he... I read a mile away! That's yeah. the one thing. I saw everything coming a mile of fucking way! They, they announce it. They like, do. guess what's coming, guys? The whole movie's a fucking Chekhov. It's Chekhov's family tree yeah. is what the fuck it is. But I digress. It is it is a foreshadowing fiasco. I mean, they yes, do Yes, thank you. Thank they you. Do. And you know oh, even on the and pole, even on the pole, there's a little symbol and shit. I wonder is. if that symbol will come back to get us. I know. The fucking doormat. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. It's like even, I know, with Toni Collette, there's a number of things that she wants to ignore. And that's what a lot of people need to realize. Like, yes, we're seeing as an audience. And I mean, like, yeah, the doormat, come on. That was pretty, I mean, I even realized that. But at the same time, she just lost her mom. She just lost her kid. I mean, one, she has a number of family issues that they... And Gabriel Byrne, who's just the family, he's like, he's a streaming. He's the only one who has no... He's the only no, one that has something like, look, we need to take care of this shit. We yeah. need to talk. Yeah, we, and he's he's the moral compass of the film. He's the one who, it's like, you know, she says in the beginning, it's like, I had a relationship with my mom. It was come and go. And then my husband said, like, no, we need to cut this out. It's like, you, I'm not going to do this anymore. And that's when I realized, like, you know, he's going to be the, he's going to be the voice of reason. And if you don't listen to him... Yeah, this. Yeah, it's not gonna go well, and it doesn't. No, and it, it doesn't, doesn't. It didn't. But um, is it Nat Wolf or Alex Wolf? Alex of, Wolf. Yeah, I, I Alex Wolf. I thought he that. was incredible. I thought he was incredible. See, and he I'm was the s- worst part to that movie with me. Those two kids were the worst fucking part of the movie. So I will disagree heavily on that because with Alex Wolf, when he does the scene, where, which I call the shock and pause where you know something's going to happen it's going too fast you know there's a spin and then you hear the clunk and then it just stops and you hear the you hear the sound of the engine and you hear his heartbeat and you hear him breathing and he says nothing and then it just sits there and then it sits there and then you see the tear roll down his face and then the car slowly goes and he gets in bed and the next morning when you, when you, it only focuses on him. 
all you you hear everything which again the sound design in this film is if they don't give it an Oscar nomination if not the Oscar I mean that was one of the things I've been saying forever as soon as I got out of this the sound design is just the sound design was I will give it the sound design was good but at the same time Fucking say something! Well, Don't just... He's in shock. He's in shock. The next fucking day, say something. Don't just stand in like a bahamana, hamana, 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 hamana. You just fuck. you just killed. Oh, sorry, dude. So I, I'm just, Greg's giving me like, quiet, be quiet. The level's the level. There's there's somebody driving go, God damn it, and wrecking yeah. it and like fucking get decapitated by a pole right now. My bad. You know, if that happens to you, Spoiler. say something to your family. <laughs> say something. Say, oops. My bad. Let's get through this together. Don't fuck it up like Alex Wolf did. Fuck you. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, and again, uh, that was Genius McGee portraying Tony Collette in Hereditary uh, because that's what his mom did. It's like you destroyed everything. And she should have did. She should have did that when she said when she got up and she yelled at him. That was my favorite part of the movie. I was like, yeah, fucking tell his ass. He drove me insane angry insane and here's the worst part I actually liked his performance because I thought I'd probably react the same way put in that particular scenario I'd yell at you like god damn it Greg say you should have fucking said something I would have I would literally shook the shit out of you well no just like his his pure reaction and fear like when you guys were making fun of him for crying I'm like oh man I totally would have started crying no it wasn't making fun of him for crying it was like (laughs) mommy it was I was like you're not three cry regular you know oh but that was actually her dream so that actually wasn't his reaction and honestly her reactions in that dream when she starts that confessional scene and her covering the mouth I stopped watching I couldn't watch the screen I I I loved Tony Collette in that movie. I loved I I loved the sound design. I loved some of the visuals. I loved Tony Collette. Everything else though, me and me we had issues. But those three things I will wholeheartedly agree. If Tony Collette gets nominated for an Oscar, I'll be like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Sound design, I'm cool with that. Cinematography. Eh. It was fine. But, I honestly don't think there's anything like monumental about the cinema. I mean, it was it was filmed. It was filmed. It was. It, if, was, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not. It not not saying that it wasn't like, fine sweeping, is a bad, dude, right? It, yeah. but it wasn't like fucking gone with the wind. Yeah, you know? it's not it was, something I'm like, oh wow, you know that. It's gorgeous, it's, yeah. But the close-ups, the close-ups, mm-hmm. and the way that they focused on that. Not, I mean, they did it, baby bear, just right. It wasn't too far away. It wasn't right. too close. It was just right, so that you get that nice little box, a little bit of the shoulders, but not too much. Her monologues, every single one that she did, just knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park. But it did have faults. Um, I didn't like the uh, scene where, you know, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like Last Jedi, where she pulls a Mary Poppins. Um, And then also, I made, I noticed, especially the second, the second viewing, um, 
that when they're up in the attic that it's like wow that moonlight's really coming in wait that's not moonlight i can totally see that's daylight that is totally daylight in that scene and then he jumps out the window and it's nighttime yeah okay. continuity continuity but that's fine that's fine because you're trying to tell me that it is nighttime it's like i'm that's the brightest damn moon that then went away within it's the like, witch's moon yes then went away in five seconds yeah uh but yeah, I mean, did I... I totally saw the ending coming, and I knew that, and again... I saw everything coming a mile away. Hence the con! Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, first 15 minutes, it gives it all away. Learn your Greek tragedy, kids, because yeah. there it says it. It says it right yeah. there, crystal clear. Yep. But I thought... Yeah, I thought the daughter was great. I thought Gabriel Ger- Byrne... For the part that he played was great. Gabriel Burnt. Gabriel Burnt. <gasps> See? Some people may not have seen this. Spoiler. I... <laughs> Oops. Spoiler. Hey, we're going into spoiler territory. Don't spoiler. worry. We'll do this in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a good way, though, to transition is obviously, I think both of you, you both kind of obviously saw the transition coming. And I think yeah. for a lot of people, that's the issue they have with is you go from something so somber and dreadful into something more where you're getting naked old people, Tony Collette in the corner, just really weird stuff. Yeah. But I think the best part of this, though, is it is getting people conversing. Yeah. Yes. People are still talking. Yeah. Whether they agree with it or not, but I definitely don't want to work... still strong emotions. Obviously. So I don't want to necessarily battle with our uh, people over here, but... Um, but are you having a good con so far? I am having a good con. We got here um, a little late. I've been very tired, but I mean, it's been great. Everyone, you know what? The guests this year, honestly, honestly, in of most of the cons I've been to, have been some of the nicest, yes. approachable, and just like are hitting it out of the park and just amazing. Got a highlight? Uh, you know, I had a nice moment with Annabeth Gish. Uh, we have our shag VHS tapes. Shag. Yeah. And we talked about that. Yeah, she signed it. She signed it for Holly. Yeah, she was great. Got some nice hugs. I taught um, Adrian King how to take a selfie. I did do that. And then I showed James Remar my uh, Sex and the City book with him and Richard Wright, which he had never seen before. So then he, like, took a little second to, like, read that. He's like... This is nice. You know what? You're going to get an extra thing. And I'm like, all right. So, and he was great. And there was just lots of hugs, lots of nice. I mean, I haven't gotten any kisses. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And my little infamous smooch with Miss Meg Foster. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, if you are following along with her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, The Blonde in Front, you can see all of these obviously wonderful yes. things as well. Yes. So again, uh, obviously, where can our listeners find you out on the social media there, Katie? On Instagram, it is The Blonde in Front. On Facebook, it is also The Blonde in Front. On YouTube, we're going to do a hat trick. It's The Blonde in Front. And then, uh, yeah, www.theblondeinfront.com for my website. So check me out. <laughs> we do. We it's always nice to have you on. Obviously, we're going to get you on again, a proper episode, if you will, where we're not competing with everything in the back. Uh, so final thoughts there, uh, Genius, for Katie? You know what? It is always a pleasure, really, to see you, no matter where you are. Whenever you stop, John Carpenter, it was, a, it was a great to see you. It was like every time you come to town, 
I'm like, oh, Katie's coming! Hell yeah! <laughs> so like, you're like a little, you're like a little bit of spice to make everything nice. Yay! Paprika. <laughs> so we'll be back here with another cut from Crypticon uh, for Nightmare Junket, Kansas City Horror Club. Anything else, there, genius? No, I'm good. 